This is Music in the Key of Geneva. I'm Kelly Walker. Music in the Key of Geneva is an ongoing project of the Geneva Historical Society. Museum curator John Marks has been researching all kinds of music and musicians around Geneva and presenting what he's found around town and online. Part of the Music in the Key of Geneva project is all about the famous musicians who performed in the city, including the stars of the late 19th and early 20th centuries. We obviously don't have those recordings for this podcast, but many of them did live and perform into the early years of audio recording. Many of those recordings are available online through the Library of Congress. And John also found references to an interesting series of performances from those early years of audio recording. I'm trying to recall the first time I actually saw them uh, in the newspaper, but safe to say it was probably 1890s, early 1900s. And that was exactly the language. It wasn't, we listened to some records, a gramophone concert was presented. And this was usually at social occasions. So there was one trade union. It was, I think it was the Ancient Order of United Workers and also the Women's Club and maybe another fraternal organization. In three different instances so far, I've seen where they met at their lodge, they, they had supper, and at some point a gramophone concert was presented. The Royal Templars of Temperance gave a graphophone concert in Maccabee Hall last night. Only members were admitted. A small fee was asked from each for the benefit of the society. Following the graphophone concert, the company listened to solos by Miss and Mrs. Campbell from Billsboro. Friday next, there will be a similar entertainment at the home of Mrs. Campbell at Billsboro, which the local lodge will attend. We think of the gramophone as a kind of generic term for the old-time record player with the big horn. But gramophone was actually a brand name along with graphophone and others. If you look at any kind of technology, the the arc of technology doesn't really change. It goes from being experimental to mass marketed, but extremely expensive on to being extremely common. So I think it was at some point that somebody, I'm just guessing it may have even been a dealer, maybe donated this as kind of a promotional thing. So for your listening pleasure, we present a gramophone concert presented by our own John Marks. These were folks particularly the vocalists who may started out have started out in the opera world and then they went to the concert world and then as gramophones came around and they were among the first to sign contracts so they they had their own arc of technology as well oh gosh uh, I'm gonna start with one of my favorite names Ernestine Schumann Hank she was born in Germany uh, came to America and as I say, started out in the opera world. She was at the Metropolitan Opera in 1899. Even prior to that, she performed with Gustav Mahler at the Royal Opera House in London. So the folks who came to Geneva had uh, serious credentials. These were international stars that were, were coming here to Geneva by the train. And um, she started re- recording gramophones uh, in uh, 1900. And some of them have even been reissued as uh, uh, 78 RPMs and then later as CDs. In 1909, she was working on an opera with uh, Richard Strauss, Electra, and apparently they did not care for each other. And the story goes that during rehearsals, Strauss began shouting to the orchestra, Louder! I can still hear Madame Schumann Hank! 
So Ms. Schumann Hank, as, as well as some other recording artists that we're going to hear, were brought here in the early uh, 20th century, probably around uh, 1920s or so, as part of the Geneva Choral Society Festival. And it started out in the 1890s, I think, as a very small homegrown kind of festival. They would put on a concert in May and they would have local singers and a local orchestra. And within several years, it got large enough. I don't know where the money came from, but they would bring in nationally known orchestras and singers. And she was the feature soloist one year. All right. So who else do you have for us this week in our gramophone concert? I think while we're on the topic of operatic uh, vocalists and folks who came here as part of the Geneva Choral Society Festival, uh, my second favorite name that I've come across is Alma Gluck. And she may be better known to folks uh, by her married name. She married uh, Ephraim Zimbalist, who was a noted violinist. And for folks who grew up in the 60s and 70s, and even... 80s and maybe the 90s, uh, her son was the actor Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., and her granddaughter was Stephanie Zimbalist, who was on Remington Steel. she perform when she came to Geneva? She was also part of the Choral Society Festival, and they actually used several venues. At that point, you'd think the first one would be uh, Geneva Opera House, and it was, excuse me, Smith Opera House, and it was, but they also had held concerts at the Armory. And today, with national security issues, not a lot of people have been in the Armory, but they have a large drill hall, and to non-military folks, we would just call it a, a gymnasium with a balcony. But apparently they could uh, pack in quite a few people. They would set up a stage at uh, one end, and um, I guess they could accommodate maybe slightly more or perhaps slightly fewer than the Smith Opera House. Who do you have for us next in our gramophone concert? I'll admit in my research, a lot of this is just folks who caught my attention. I saw a name, and I would wonder... Were, were they famous? How did they get here? 
And thanks to the world of the internet, you can pretty quickly gauge it by what you can find on Wikipedia, of course, but then also things like the Library of Congress, National Jukebox, and other repositories like universities. So uh, I, I saw the name Reinald Warrenrath, and I had a feeling that he was um, he was pretty well known just by judging by the advertisements in the newspaper. It was not just a um, a little article saying he was coming. There was a full page spread of advertisers, and everybody kind of bought an advertisement saying, "Come here, Reinald Warrenrath," and by the way, afterwards come to our store and shop. So this was kind of an event. Plus, that kind of gives a suggestion of how they may have paid for the appearance fee. Do you, do you ever really have a sense of who was behind bankrolling these? Who was the, the empresario? What we would call the producer, and which once upon a time would have been called the empresario. Who was it that was actually bankrolling these concerts? Again, that's something that does not really come through in the newspapers. The Geneva Historical Society archives does have a number of records and programs and such from the Smith Opera House that have come from different places over the years. Often what you'll see is who the representation is, and we also know who the manager of the Smith Opera House was at uh, various times. At one point, it was a gentleman named Mr. Hardison, and I've seen articles where they do talk about, ironically, rather like today, the uh, financial difficulties of putting together a successful season, and trying to find out what will draw in people in certain times of the year, such as the summer when uh, the theater went dark because people just would not come in for whatever was offered. So we, we have some of the pieces, but at some point that would be a good idea to try to really figure out how this uh, was funded, if it was just off door receipts or not. If you'd like to explore more recordings like this, visit the Library of Congress National Jukebox. You can find the link in the show notes, loc.gov jukebox. John Marks has plenty of artists who visited Geneva who are on that jukebox, so let's plan on doing this again in a future Music in the Key of Geneva. Thanks to Chris Woodworth for providing her voice talents for this episode. Music in the Key of Geneva is a production of the Geneva Historical Society, 
Carrie Lippincott, Executive Director. John Marks is our Executive Producer. Music in the Key of Geneva is supported by a grant from the New York Council for the Humanities. Any views, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Endowment for the Humanities. I'm Kelly Walker. Thanks for listening.